I'm joined now by RNZ business reporter Kim Moody. Kim, we can't forget greedflation, but it's the cost of imported raw materials that are, that are to blame for driving up prices. Kia ora, Jimmy. Well, it appears so, according to a new report, says the cost of importing raw materials from overseas is driving up consumer prices rather than company profits or employee wages, often called greedflation. The Sense Partners report, commissioned by Business NZ, says input costs have made up 75% of inflation for non-financial businesses over the past three years, with the balance evenly split between wages and profits. Author and economist Shamabel Jakob says company profits are actually leaner than they were pre-pandemic, but changes should still be considered. What our study showed was that in the last three years, we haven't seen a big increase in profit margins. It doesn't mean that prices in general are not too high because our economy is too small or that we're too far or that we're not competitive enough. So those things still require work. But those are actually big structural changes. They're not easy to do. And that's something that should very much be at the heart of the elections that are coming up because that is fundamentally good public policy. Shama Bell Jakob says the first of its kind study into so-called greedflation in New Zealand shows it's an important, an imported narrative rather, that is not supported by evidence. The country's balance of payments deficit has unexpectedly fallen as the start of a rebound in tourism helped to offset a large trade deficit. The deficit between what the economy earns and what it spends was $33 billion for the year ended March, equating to 8.5% of the value of the economy. Here's business editor Giles Beckford. It appears we do not have Giles Beckford, so I'll read what he would have told you, saying the, the current account deficit hit a record high at the end of last year, and expectations were that it would nudge even higher. But the economy remains unbalanced, and New Zealand continues to live beyond its means, which is filled by borrowing. The latest numbers show an annual $21 billion deficit between imports and exports of goods and services, although New Zealand earns slightly more from its overseas investments. With the rebound in tourism now and away, the deficit is expected to narrow gradually, but while it stays historically high, it will continue to make the rating agencies uncomfortable. The head of Qantas says the global aviation industry can get to zero carbon emissions by 2050, but he doesn't see green hydrogen in the mix anytime soon. Alan Joyce says the Australian airline is committed to reducing its emissions by 25% by 2030, though through energy-efficient aircraft and using sustainable aviation fuel by 2050. He says the new fuels are 80% more sustainable than existing fuel and can also be mixed with it, although it would still need carbon offsets and government support to build an industry. However, he says the use of hydrogen as a fuel is still a long way off. And then hydrogen, you talk to Boeing and Airbus, a hydrogen aircraft, is we won't see that till 2050, maybe later. And hydrogen has a huge amount of problems because you have to get the fuel to the aircraft, which means a new distribution system at airports. And that fuel takes up a lot of space on an aircraft unless it's cooled down. And Airbus and Boeing are looking at uh, very different designs for those type of aircraft. Alan Joyce says the development of sustainable aviation fuel could create thousands of jobs on both sides of the Tasman and give both countries improved fuel independence. 
Staying with airlines, the Global Airline Club, IATA, has just wrapped up its annual gathering in Istanbul with some surprise expressed about the speed of the recovery in air travel and forecasts of a doubling in profits this year. The industry is forecasting collective profits of close to 10 billion US dollars this year. Indeed, Air New Zealand recently upgraded its underlying earnings guidance to no less than $580 million on strong demand and lower fuel prices. Prices. The head of IATA, Willie Watson, says the profits are only $2.25 a passenger. He says the big threat to profit recovery is spare parts, or more precisely, the lack of them. That's impacting on the production of new aircraft, but more importantly, getting new uh, parts for aircraft that are in service. Uh, I have to be honest, it's at a scale that I've never seen before. We're getting complaints from just about every airline CEO in the world. And it's a problem that, uh, by all accounts, I think we're going to face for a couple of years. Uh, so it's of great concern uh, to the industry because it is restricting the pace at which we can recover. Willie Watson says those travelling in the Northern Hemisphere may be confronted by if traffic control problems disrupting services. Well, let's see how the markets are looking now. We're joined by Mark Hayward of Jardin Securities for the latest. Kia ora, Mark. Uh, how's the New Zealand market looking? It's been a soggy few days for us. Hi, Kim. Thanks very much. Uh, yes, it has been. Uh, today, the index 50 has opened up marginally weaker, just 0.2% weaker there at 11,627. Um, I'll go through some of the good news first. Uh, leading the charge higher, Finlay Milk, up 3% at the moment. Um, A2, Ryman, uh, the warehouse and Heartland all up around 1% uh, as we speak. Um, on the downside, uh, channel infrastructure currently off 3%. Uh, K&D brands in Auckland Airport currently off around 2%. Um, Fisher and Parker Healthcare, Circo and Mercury um, off around 1% so far. And not long into trading on the Australian 200 index, but how are things looking there? Uh, slightly stronger there uh, today. Um, a small positive, 0.4% up at the moment. ASX 200 currently 7,166. Uh, leading the charge high there, uh, some of the resources named IGO and BlueScope up 5% and 4%. BHP up 3%. Um, and notable moves on the downside. Uh, CSL currently off 7%. Um, after some currency headwind uh, um, news released today, uh, and zero off around two percent at the moment. Right, let's head back here. How is our trade? How is our New Zealand dollar trading today? Uh, pretty much unchanged to slightly higher against most of our major trading partners. Kiwi US currently sixty one fifty. Kiwi Aussie ninety one cents against the euro uh, fifty seven cents and the pound forty nine cents. Uh, Kiwi yen. 86.30, and Kiwi Renminbi, 4.4. And that leaves interest rates, oil and gold, please. Uh, US 10-year rates at the moment currently 3.8%. Uh, gold is around $1,944 an ounce, and oil, that's Brent crude, is around $74 a barrel.
Oh, kia ora, Mark. That's Mark Hayward of Jardin Securities. And in other business news, Auckland Airport is set to pay lower dividends to take account of its big spending expansion plans. It says the new policy will see it pay between 70 and 90% of its underlying net profit after tax, excluding value changes for its property and financial hedges and other one-off items. The previous policy was to pay out 100% of underlying profit. And in news just in from Stats NZ, food prices rose 0.3% in May. That's the lowest monthly rise in six months. The annual food inflation rate slowed marginally to 12.1%. We'll bring you a wrap of the day's business news and numbers around half past five in Checkpoint. For now, Jimmy, that's business.